With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday Buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go.
This is ARV. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're you're, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Presents right now on TPV Radio. Thomas Voice presents Let's Go. What is good radio family? We are back with another exciting episode of the Thomas Voice presents, and I'm yours truly, the Thomas Voice. Tonight, I have a special treat. This is hard. This is three years in the making for this to happen. Uh, I am very excited to have this man on the show today. Uh, it has been a long time since we spoke, but I'm glad that God has shifted our seasons in a, in a manner where we can finally get to chop it up right now tonight. So I won't keep him waiting any longer. So the next voice you will hear, family, is my special guest for tonight, author, founder, elder, Henry A. Nash is in the building. So family, walk with us. Let's go. And now for the thousands in attendance, and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Building, 
Now, um, that time, I learned so much because the way you brought it was so different. And it didn't make you feel any kind of way. It didn't make you feel, you know, all uncomfortable. It made you check yourself. Uh, you, were uh, you were able to able check, to check yourself, yourself in the mirror, in the mirror and say, you know what, you know what? will God, God be pleased with this, or will oh, God, God be pleased with that? that? Man, man maybe he's right. You know, and, you know, I thank God for every time that we cross paths, because every time we cross paths is always a pivotal point in my life or a life-changing event that God has done something that's totally off the chain. And, and when every when time every we come together, it's always at a strategic, strategic time, and you're, and you're absolutely, absolutely correct. correct. There is no coincidence that the day of all days was the day for us to finally link up and meet, man. And I pray God for us still being here today to be able to break bread and fellowship and celebrate what God has done, not only in your life, your team's life, also here with Thomas Post Radio Network and beyond, man. As, as a man of God and as a man, man um, I, definitely I definitely admire you. I, I, I admire what you've what done with your family. family. Uh, I admire uh, what you've what done in the ministry. You've always, always been loyal. loyal. And that's, and that's one, one thing, thing that, that I can honestly, honestly say about, about you, you, that you stuck, you stayed the course. And when your course was finished, you moved on with integrity and you were able to go into the next of your spiritual walk, and now you're walking where God has you right now. And I just wanted to give you that public, that public acknowledgement, man, because you know, you, I've definitely seen God work in your life, man. You always stay true to your integrity and your God, man. And you definitely walk what you write, and I definitely need to do to applaud you on that as well. But but but, 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 I, but I, I wanted, I wanted to, to uh, uh, get a little backstop uh, on your journey, journey because this journey is funny. It's like, it's I, guess, like I guess I guess when, when you're writing you're writing, in, writing, writing a book, a book and then in your your teaching and your ministering, how all of this played a part, and that's why I'm excited because it's like when I'm in your class, you talked about integrity a lot. And then for and then us, for and then for it to come into the book form, and how, and how it's changing, changing people's lives, one soul at a time, one person at a time. You're not saying, oh, I want millions of people to be this and that. You, you have it very, very minimal to the point that if, if one person gets it, I, I thank God. If that person gets it and he spreads the word and that person gets it, I thank God. But man, could you please tell the family a little bit about who you are and the journey that God placed you in writing the book and where you are now? So, Henry, you have the floor. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping one can hear me because I'm receiving an echo on this end from where I'm at. So I hope and pray that everyone uh, can hear me. But I was able to hear the question uh, that you asked my brother, and thank you for this privilege uh, and this opportunity. Uh, the journey, the genesis from this book began when I took the decision to actually read the Bible in an entire year because I would always start reading it, and then at some point I would fall off from my journey because I wasn't fully committed to it. But I made a serious decision and a conscious, deliberate, and a determined effort uh, to actually read the Word of God in an entire year. And as I read it, uh, the word integrity uh, stood out to me. 
and I conducted a word such study, search study on that word integrity. And the Spirit of God revealed to me that, you know, the word of integrity is this. It's absolute freedom from corrupting influence or concealed motive. It's an unimpaired, unadulterated, and undisputable state of ethical wholeness and unbroken completeness. Completeness. And needless mm-hmm. to say that when and the Spirit of God, you know, imparted that in me, uh, the next step was for me to actually uh, put this in writing and talk about the importance of why it is important to live a life uh, above reproach. I had no experience whatsoever in regards to writing a book. I didn't know uh, what step I needed to take, you know. So I, it was the leading of the Holy Spirit in order to lead me to write this book. And it took me a total of 10 years uh, to write it. Uh, to get it from pen to paper, to carry it through publishing and get it uh, off the print and into my hand. And from that point, when we got it completed, the next mission and the mandate that God gave to myself and this phenomenal team that he has assigned with me is to take the message of integrity to the nation one person at a time because we believe that living a life above reproach is very important in the eyes of God because how you live your life says more about you uh, than you can ever say about yourself. And and I can actually say in my own life about how integrity has been paramount and it has been important to me. It's been a, a guide in my life to lead me and guide me in my everyday affairs of life and in my dealings uh, with people. So, And that's, that's pretty much the the thrust of why we do what we do We want people to know that uh, How you live your life does say more about you Than you can ever say about yourself Amen Amen Well can you introduce me to your power team And I know these gentlemen as well Because like I said man It's it's been a journey and, I, yes, and, and I'm just so proud Of all of you man For you all sticking together and making this happen, making this vision come plain. And introduce the team uh, for me real quick before we continue. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, we have uh, Mr. James Dixon. James Dixon, he's, my, he's, he's one of my closest confidants and colleagues. He, uh, he's with me almost everywhere I go whenever I do conduct business for Integrity Does Matter. And I have uh, Eric and Yolanda Jackson. Uh, they handle the social media and the security part of when we go places because we were out traveling at one point in time, you know, promoting the book. So these all, all these people play an important and vital role in what you do. And we also have uh, two other people that are in the bomb holder, uh, Reginald and Ralph Farrell. Uh, they are our ambassadors over in bomb holder, Germany, uh, promoting the message of integrity also as well. And I have a niece of mine. She's in East Texas, one of our ladies on. Her name is uh, Rebecca Taylor. And the last person that I have on my team that really has been a strong support system, so loving, is my beloved wife, uh, Grace. I could not do what I do or even be the man that I am today uh, without her support. So I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful. And these guys, they have a role in what I do in regards to the We also have one other person. Uh, Eric and Yolanda's daughter Celeste She's our photographer So she takes all of our photos whenever we travel And we go places to promote uh, The message of integrity So you can see I have a well-rounded team Of people that are around me that support me In all that I do Yes, and, and that that's important Man, to to have people That believe in the vision And, and really want To take it uh, Because there's only so much you can do As a visionary yeah. 
then when you have people that support the vision that is able to help you in other ways that you can't help yourself or vice versa, you know, it, it, it is a humbling experience to know when people surround you and they are truly there to help the vision take its full course and full potential. Yeah. And that and these gentlemen right here, man, I, I applaud all of them also because that we all we all have our story, we all have our journey, but just to see what God has done is just straight all, all I can do is just give God all the praise. That's all I can really do at this point. But um, I, I definitely applaud all of you for, for doing your due diligence and, and doing this because, you know, when I was – when actually when your book came out, uh, I was just recovering uh, from, mm-hmm. from my accident. So I really could not uh, – you know, I wasn't mobile at the time. And I was seeing – I'm like, man, I remember – when yeah, I'm going back. I'm going back in the day a little bit, so just bear with me. But um, I remember, I remember when you would teach the class, and then you would always say integrity does matter, and you were, you were always astute with the acronyms, and I will always remember that. And I'm like, man, he used to say that years ago. Integrity does matter, and I'm I'm in what I was what in my 30s at that time, and I'm still. Waiting from left to right, still don't, still running from my call, and then listening to what folks say instead of listening to what God says. So to make a long story short, that stuck with me. You know, stick with the integrity, stick with what God has placed in you. Yeah, we all fall short at times. Yeah, we all may have done our whatever we've done, but when you come to God, there's a blueprint, and with that blueprint, if you follow it, you become a better man. Of who you were, and yes. that's that's exactly what you put on paper because it's like, you know, I would see you like, man, he's always sharp, he's always polite, he's always patient, even though I'm want to go ham and cheese all the time. He, he just sits there and he listens and he's patient and he's always giving a wise word. It's not so much, oh man, I feel you, yeah, I understand where you are. Da, 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 da. You're always giving a wise word, and that's and that's why. This project, this book is since, was it 2017 since it's been released? Uh, how, how, first of all, how can the family get your book, first of all, before we can continue? And what is all your social media handles that they can reach you? Um, and when this uh, quarantine raises up and stuff like that, and you're able to retravel again, uh, give the family all the, uh, the handles, the websites and all that so they can get you uh, to their to your their conferences and book signings or what have you. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. Um, the book is available for purchase. We have our website. You can visit our website at integritydoesmatter.com, and you can click the shop button. And when you click the shop button, you'll see that we have not only the book that's available, we have uh, the work. We have a workbook that goes along with it. Also, it's comprised of nine lessons. Also, and it's a complementary uh, to the uh, book that itself. And we have merchandise that's available also uh, as well for purchase. And you can also uh, visit our Facebook page. And on our Facebook page, you can click the shop now button. And when you click the shop now button, it'll take you to a link. Uh, and then when you click that link, that shopping link, it takes you also to where the book is at also as well. So that when people visit our website. 
and they visit our Facebook page and click the Shop Now button to purchase the book. Uh, for every purchase with the book, we give them a complimentary wristband, and we also give them an ink pen, and we also give them a Integrity Does Matter bookmark uh, as a complimentary uh, part of that purchase also as well. So since uh, this COVID-19 epidemic has uh, taken place, we haven't had the opportunity to go out uh, and engage with people like we usually do on a regular basis to share the message of integrity. But, you know, but God, but by his grace, has allowed us to uh, utilize the, the platform of social media uh, to reach people in such a way we probably would not have ever been able to reach uh, before. So we uh, make it our purpose to make sure that we are reaching people through social media because we understand the power uh, that comes behind the utilization of the social media platform. We have uh, 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 we have our Integrity Does Matter Instagram page also as well, and we're also on Twitter, uh, Integrity Life 7 We also have our YouTube channel, Integrity Does Matter, that uh, they can go to and they can subscribe to our channel. And what we do is we have just recently launched what we call Integrity Inspirations, and Integrity Inspirations are segments that we uh, we 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 put out and what we do we talk a little bit about integrity how important it is why it matters and we also share excerpts from the book also as well so the listeners and the viewers are also getting an opportunity of what the book is all about so that's been going very very well and we're grateful and thankful uh, for those viewing uh, those statements amen amen and and that's awesome because with with this shift uh Creativity has become a major part, especially when it comes to ministry and being effective. And when you are an author, having face-to-face is very vital. Or, or being able to be to, to engage with the with the family is vital. But then your your this shift happens, and that's why having an awesome team behind you that can give you the ideas that you may not have thought about or you thought about it, but you just don't know how to start it. So that is awesome. Awesome options, great nuggets to have. So people can definitely check you out on all different spectrums. And, and that, that's an awesome, awesome platform. Social media you know, can be used for something positive versus all the negative that's going on right now. But I, I just I just want to get more in depth with the interview. Now that I can stop being a, a stop being a fan, I can get down to business. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, uh, so here, here we go. So with with the, with hurdles uh, when it comes to writing books, when you come when you're going through different seasons in your life, uh, there's this big word called hurdles. Now, in the process of writing books, did you personally face any hurdles prior to the book release, and how did you overcome them for someone that is really wanting to write a book, but they don't know how to get started? You have the floor. That's a, that's a great question. That's a great question. Thank you, brother. Uh, yes, I faced many obstacles and I faced many hurdles uh, prior to my uh, writing and publishing this book. Uh, one of the main things was that I was in a season where, to where you know I was I was uh, I was caught up to where I was trying to help other people promote their vision and get uh, their things going. What I did was I shelved 
uh, my manuscript for a number of years, and I didn't touch it at all and everything. But you know, when I did that, you know, it, 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 I believe personally that it was not necessarily a bad thing because what happened during that season was I learned the importance of uh, why it's important to live a life of integrity, why it's important uh, to live a life above reproach, why it's important uh, to take advantage of every opportunity that comes uh, your way. Uh, a Nobel uh, Peace Prize winner, Whitney Lee Young, said this here. He said it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. So when the opportunity presented itself for me to take that manuscript from the shelf, dust it off, and get back into it and make sure that I get it done, I understood that this was an assignment that God had given, had given to me, and it was a mandate that he had given to me and that I was the one that was responsible for getting it done. Uh, even through the opportunities of the hurdles and the setbacks and the, and the mistakes, all of that, it was many times I would have to go back and I would make many revisions uh, in my original manuscript. And I, and, I, and I had a deadline that was set to where I wanted to get it done at a certain time. So I spent uh, many long hours up early in the morning uh, doing a lot of writing, many late nights uh, doing a lot of writing. So it was a lot of sacrifice and a lot of work and a lot of due diligence uh, that would put, that was put forth uh, into making this project come to fruition because the main thing that kept me going was that I knew that this was an assignment that God gave me to complete, and that was the main reason why I stuck with it the way I, the way I did. Amen. Amen. So in, in in of course it was it was the, it's obvious uh, that you did have a stumbling block along the way. What was the what was the motivational key scripture that when you were in the brink of giving it up, throwing in the towel, I had enough. I, I I'm I'm good just serving others, but this thorn on your side kept poking you. What was the scripture that kept you going to allow you to go to the next level in going into actually submitting the manuscript to be published? That's kind of that's kind of a broad question because of uh, how much I love the Word of God. <laughs> yes. But if I would, yes. have, if I would have, but if I would have to narrow it down to one verse of scripture, it would be the one that was the foundational scripture that was for the premise for the book. Uh, it's in Psalm chapter 25, verse 21, where uh, David uh, asked God, he told God, he said, let integrity and uprightness preserve me. He said, for I wait on thee. So, you know, so when we allow integrity and uprightness to be that which leads and guides us uh, in our everyday affairs of life, uh, there's a, a preservation, if you will, or preserving that comes from God. God is able to keep us. He's able to sustain us. He's able to protect us. Uh, even in our valley season, and that's why I wanted to. That's why I want to always be led uh, by integrity, because integrity is an intrinsic core value. And when it's an intrinsic core value, it leads you and guides you uh, from the inside, because it's intrinsic and internal. And because of that, it leads you and guides you into everything that you do. So that will be probably the scripture that really was paramount for me. Psalms 25, verse 21. Amen. Amen. So what 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 compels you 
to put it all together in book form because like I said, I, I, I know I know the the ministry you have. What, what what was it that say, you know what, God, you've given me all this knowledge, you've given me all these tools, and I've been helping so many other people. But mm-hmm. what how how did all of that culminate together? to make that perfect masterpiece because again of course you got the stumbling blocks of course things mm-hmm. get in the way you get discouragement but what put it all together for you to become a writer because that's like that that's a whole nother level in itself just writing yes, yes. you know so just explain to the family that transition of becoming the writer Versus the preacher because it, it's it's a different transition because you're 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 like you're dissecting what's already been there you you you're putting together everything that you've studied you've been through uh, scripturally life and you're putting it all together compiling compiling it into a book form so what was the, what was the impulse to say you know what I got all this stuff. I gotta mm-hmm. put it somewhere before I before I explode. What was that for you? Uh, I think you already alluded to it, so I'm just going to caveat on what you just said. Uh, you know, <laughs> we have a history together where we've served together in ministry, and we uh, have known one another for quite some time. And uh, you know, and I've done a lot of facilitation in regards to teaching and seminars, and you know, preaching also as well. And, you know, and I've always had many people come to me and they ask me, they say, have you, have you, you need to write a book or have you ever written a book? Or, you know, I think you ought to write a book, you know, and I would hear that quite a bit. And I really, you know, I really kind of just brushed it off when I first heard it because I really didn't think uh, too much of it. But it was when I really got into the Word of God and I delved deep into it to become a student uh, of the Word of God. And as I uh, endeavored to become more and more of a student, uh, of the Word of God, you know, the, the Holy Spirit continued to press upon me, you know, especially when it came to God giving me his understanding on how he sees uh, integrity, to take it and to put it in a book, you know, and with you saying that I'm mindful of uh, when we were out at a book time and we were in Tyler, Texas, and uh, and this gentleman was talking to Mr. Dixon, and I was talking to this other uh, lady. And, uh, and he was talking to Mr. Dixon about the book, and uh, and he told Mr. Dixon he wanted to speak to me when I got done talking to this young lady that I was talking to. And uh, when I came over, I sat with him at the table. You know, he shared his history with me in regards to uh, he had over 20-some years in law enforcement. He had seen so many things uh, during his time. He had retired uh, from the law enforcement. And he told the things and I that he could not believe that someone – uh, had the gall to take a, a subject that was uh, so diverse as integrity and put it in a book. And he said that that was so impressive what he had saw and what he had read throughout the book. You know, he said that, he said, I know that you did not do this on your own. He said, God gave this to you. So that was mm-hmm. a confirming witness that, you know, what I had, what I, what I had embarked upon in this journey that God had me upon, he just confirmed what God had already been speaking, and God does that since we've been out uh, promoting this book and sharing the message of integrity and, and declaring to the nation why it's important for us to come back uh, to the place where we are a nation that lives under the auspices of integrity. Uh, the writer of Psalms tells us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach 
uh, to any people that when we allow sin to enter into our lives and to take him, we end up living a life in reproach instead of living a life above reproach. So that was really uh, one of the keys why uh, I took this and I put it in a book form. And as I got it in my hand in book form, uh, I really thought I was done in regards to what I was supposed to do. But little did I know that God had another season and another mission uh, in mind for me that now that the book was completed, the next phase I want you to do is I need you to take it to the nation. So, so that's why we're on this assignment and we have embraced it as an assignment from God. And we truly enjoy it because of the uh, opportunity to meet people that we've never met before, to hear their thoughts concerning integrity, what they think about it, and things of that nature. And one thing we can all we all come to agreement on, uh, Brother Chris, is this: that integrity does matter. Yes, it does. Yeah, and yeah. and it is so it's so vital today. And you know, I'm gonna take a a curveball a little bit. It, the word integrity in in the church has has been tainted because of the mm-hmm. fact that we've shifted not all but mm-hmm. some ministries shifted their gears to another arena where it's okay mm-hmm. to still be sinful it's okay to do your thing but Make sure you put the night the right mask on and the right suit on and the right dress on. The drive the right car, live in a nice house, have a six figure. Mm-hmm. Sa- you know, we put all these things in place mm-hmm. of integrity, and yes, we are seeing that your book definitely matters now in 2020 because of the yes. fact that we see the downgrade of integrity in some of our churches and how great men and women of God are falling from that same word, integrity. And we hear it preached. We hear seminars on it. We have so many how-tos on how to do it the right way, but everything always seems to revolve around this thing called money. So with with your book, I, I I've noticed that you never really you never mentioned at all. You kind of did a gut check, where you kind of just gutted all the stuff out. You you can't be religious when it comes to integrity. You can't be uh, super spiritual when it comes to integrity. It's a relational thing. Integrity is relational. Just like you have a relationship with your spouse or your 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 coworkers or what have you. You have to have a level of integrity so you can form another word called trust. So if you have no integrity, how can you be trusted? Teach, train, trust. Another acronym I was told years ago that I still stick to today. It is imperative imperative now how this book is going to help millions of ministries. From small to big, because that has been the biggest issue right now in some ministries, this word called integrity. So have you, did you ever think, uh, Elder, in your wildest dreams that the very book you were writing about would be effective to actually help uh, re, uh, to revitalize and to uh, rehabilitate the church of today? 
Have you ever thought of that? And if you have, let us know. (laughs) I never really (laughs) get much uh, considerable thought, you know, and now you'd have brought it to, you know, to the forefront in that sense. I just knew that, uh, that, uh, you know, completing this assignment of of writing this book uh, would bring joy to God because God gave it to me in order for me to complete you know, but we all know that as we study and, and we study the Word of God and we make the Word of God uh, the final authority in our lives. That uh, the Word of God and the Spirit of God has a way of changing our lives in such a way uh, that it not only impacts our lives but it impacts uh, the lives of others. You know, and as we continue to promote this message of integrity and we continue to sound the alarm and the clarion call of how important it is. Uh, to live a life of integrity. We see all that's going on in our nation on today, you know, not just from, you know, the aspect of church, but, you know, but just leadership across the board and just as a people and a nation and how, you know, when we have drifted away from our uh, moral values and our core ethics, when we drift away from these things, you know, we send a message to people that, you know, that you can do what you want to do uh, because it's right in your own eyes. But we know the text says, uh, otherwise, that there's a way there's a way that may seem right uh, to a man, but the end thereof uh, is the way of death. You know, so we believe that this sign, and as I said earlier, that has been given to us uh, by God, uh, this mission and this mandate that He has given to us by God. Uh, we are the ones that's responsible for taking this message of integrity to the nation, uh, one person at a time. And we believe that if one person receives the message of integrity and how important it is, and they make it a part of their life that we have fulfilled the message of what God has called us to do. And as we go out and we promote uh, our book and and sharing this message, uh, one of the things that the team and I have came to an understanding is that whenever we're out promoting the book, the success of every book sale is never, ever predicated on the amount of books that we sell. The success of every every book signing or promotion or whatever that we go to is predicated on the lives of the people that God touched when he uses us. Amen. And that, and, and that's key because again, there's another word that, that stood out to me that you always talked about, which is humility. And mm-hmm. that stuck, that stuck with me till present day, because when you utilize your the integrity that God already placed inside of you. Just be you get that from default. Just being a, a, a just being a king's kid, you get that by default. And then understanding the thing called humility, and that's the human condition, especially when we uh, excel in life, in ministry. We 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 develop this thing called big head syndrome. Now my head is already big enough. So I don't need to get any bigger than what it is. But I understood yes, <laughs> I understood what that was because I'm like, wow, I got to really get my ego in check because now I'm thinking that I'm a big G, but I have no qualification whatsoever to ever be big G. Uh, and, and even to be a little G, I, I, I am not even worthy to be a little G. So yes, we sir. don't, un- you know, we don't understand how important it is to have humility, because when you are humble, God will excel you in you, in your humility. 
And yes, what you said was impactful because instead of you saying, okay, the amount of units that sold, that's, that's going to make an impression. Well, let's just keep it real. How many people actually read a book nowadays? Let's just keep it real. Everything's digital. Everything is on a, on a tablet. So nobody actually picks up a book anymore because I'm seeing that now with my kids. A book? What's that? What do you mean, uh-huh. what's that? You know? So it's like, oh, well, I got a book right here. It's my, it's my Kindle. Are you kidding me? So uh-huh. when you're a generation behind and then when you finally catch up on technology, you're like, okay, I get it now. But what I'm saying is is that uh, that's powerful because when you see somebody's life changed by a revelation God gave you and you were able to write it and share it with someone else and then they get the same thing that you got from writing the book and putting it in word form and being able to send it to millions of people all over the world. And and that's the awesome part about being an author because you're not constricted to one area. You're you're able to impact people nationwide, worldwide. We have a uh, internet, we have Google, we have all this stuff now that you can immediately impact somebody halfway across the world, and they never saw integrity the way that you explained it in this book. They never saw it that way because everyone has a religious aspect of integrity. We know the basis. We know how to say it. We know how to express it. We know how to sound blessed, and we sound mm-hmm. profound. But we don't mm-hmm. know how to actually live it and apply right. it. So, what is the key factor? Without giving all the goodies away, what's one of the key factors that someone can take from your book? Integrity does matter. Just a one good nugget that they can grab that can totally change their whole mindset on integrity. One of my favorite chapters in, in the book of Integrity Does Matter is chapter number five. And chapter number five is entitled Blind Spot uh, in Our mm-hmm. Behavior. Blind spot in our behavior. A blind spot is that which, uh, is that which uh, something that is close to us or nearby us, but we cannot see it. And one of the things about uh, a, a blind spot is that we have those in our lives, in our everyday lives, in our interactions with people, whether it be in our conversation, whether it be in our conduct, and other people are able to see things uh, in us through our actions that we cannot see in ourselves. And when these things are brought to attention or they're brought to light, you know, we have a choice to make. We can either, we can either uh, make the necessary corrections to do what is right and get back on the right path, or we cannot take responsibility for our own actions and keep doing uh, what we're doing. Uh, one of the keys that the main key in my book I talk about when uh, is, uh, one of them is monitoring your conduct because people are watching you when you think they are not. And the question that I'll pose to everyone is this whenever I bring this uh, key up is this. When people are looking at you, the question is not what do they see, but the question is who do they see? Who do they see when they're looking at you? Because there's someone that they see when they're looking at you. And when they're looking at you, that's a person who, who, who represents you. Uh, Maya Angelou said this here. She said that when a person shows you who they are the first time, she said, believe them. 
And many times uh, when, when, when things emanate out of our actions and the things that we do, it's a reflection of our character. And it's really, it's a flaw in our character. And these are the things that we must allow the Spirit of God and the Word of God to help us correct those things so that we can do uh, what is right. And uh, Mr. Dixon, who's sitting next to me, that happens to be one of his favorite chapters uh, in the book. So, you know, if you allow him the liberty to uh, allude upon it, he can allude upon it also as well. So we talk about that uh, particular chapter in the book almost all the time. Amen. Well, Mr. Dixon, happy for you to be on the show. You have the floor, sir. Take it away. Yes, sir. Thank you, first of all, for this opportunity allowing us to spread the message of integrity. We really appreciate it, and we don't take it for granted. Amen. Yes, sir. I would like to say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I would I would like to say, uh, like uh, Henry and I said, that chapter five is really one of my favorite, and it's become one of my favorite because. I found myself reading it over and over and over and over again. I mean, after I've read the book a couple of times, I ended up going back and allude to chapter five because I was saw myself being exposed and revealed to myself as far as having blind spots, you know, in my life and in my character. Seeing some character flaws and a lot of times there are things about us, like you said, that we just don't know we have. You know, there were some things I saw about myself that I didn't like. It's almost like looking in the mirror and saying, wow, I, I got to fix that. I got to fix that. I got to fix that. And wow, as I began to read Chapter 5, I started seeing some blind spots in my integrity, in, in my character that I didn't want to admit to. But it allowed me to be, be able to reflect and see who I really am, who I really was. And that within itself, Changed my life, changed my outlook, changed my perspective, changed my attitude, changed the way I look at people, changed the way I treat people, changed the way I love, changed the way I judge, because I was doing a lot of misjudging. And, you know, a lot of times we find ourselves thinking about things, and that's, to make a long story short, I saw where I had faults built into religion. You know, religion is basically dealing with the law, and we always judge, and we always that well this way, that way. Well, God is not like that. So I began to see there were things that I had to fix within myself. And so I'll say this, and then I'll go ahead and relinquish my stand. I have learned to allow integrity to lead. And once I learned how to let integrity lead, it became easy for me. Now it's a lifestyle. It's not something that I just say, but it's the standard in my relationship, in my marriage, in the way I deal with everyone on a day-to-day, daily basis, even the way I deal with myself. I don't even let myself off the hook because I realize that how I live will say more about me than I can ever say about myself through integrity. Amen. Amen. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. Well, we have, of course, another question on the table. And when it comes to the blind spot, and I like it, like I said, I, I was expecting the way you used 
analogy is nothing but anointing because you take fundamental things and you, you, you always put a spiritual context to it and a natural context to it, and you're able to break it down so profoundly that a two-year-old can get it. And you'll be surprised how many seeds that you planted. And even if you don't think someone was listening, especially my hard-headed tail, I was listening because now I'm in a position where I understand exactly everything that was said pre-book and post-book. So I'm like, wow. And when my, my experience with integrity in general had to come the hard way, unfortunately. Because as men, that's one of our biggest issues. We're very stubborn, and our pride can get in the way. Our pride can be our downfall. And because we think what we've built and what we've achieved, that's it. We don't need to change because this is what we've done ourselves. So why am I going to take a God that's going to do this, do that, and I did this all by myself? See, this is where we go because God wants us to be servants. You can't be a servant if your pride's in the way. You can't be a servant if you're arrogant. You can't be humble if you're big-headed. You, there's, there's no room for change. So we have to understand that being transparent isn't just uh, being, okay, I'm airing out all my dirty laundry kind of thing. Being transparent is, is relational as well, because as you're being transparent with your stuff, you're allowing God to take your stuff and pour his stuff on it, remove the nonsense that you put in there, and if you allow him to empty you out and fill you back up with the proper tools, integrity, love, humbleness, yes, focus, drive, you know, all these things that you get from the spirit of God. Yes, you receive things on the natural, but you get a different kind of motivation when the spirit of God is behind it. I know. So having a natural a natural response if you're an athlete uh, or if you or you used to play ball, you used to run, whatever it is, you have a natural instinct to compete. That's a natural instinct. But when you're getting a spiritual instinct, not to compete, but to save souls, and you want to do everything that you possibly can from from what God has placed inside of you to break down walls. Now, I got a big question. Do you find it harder for men of God to receive your book than women of God? You have the floor. I really haven't, haven't looked at that point, and the reason being because in my um, in my promoting of the book, I have seen pretty much an equal uh, equal share of you know both men and women actually you know taking it in the book. I've had a, a very much a lot of uh, in depth conversations with both men and women uh, when it comes to the book because one of the things we learned about uh, integrity that we share with integrity it has no it has it doesn't have a gender. It doesn't have any boundaries. You know, I mean, integrity is for everybody. But we learned also, also that everybody's not for integrity. And see, we also 
we also learned that, you know, my life's mission, and I'm speaking for myself, my life's mission, number one, is to serve God, and number two, serve humanity. And in serving God and in serving humanity, God has taught me that you must learn how to see through the lens of integrity the value and the worth of every created human being. See, people, people, people may not know their own value, and they may not know their own worth, but through the lens of integrity, we'll be able to see that the people that God has created in his image, in his likeness, they have a purpose, and that's what we're there for. We're there to let them know that there is a better way in how they can live their life. There's another way uh, that, that they can live their life, and, and it's through the plan of God. And it's important that we not just talk about integrity, but it's important that we model it and live it out, which goes back to the saying that we have on our book, that how you live your life says more about you than you can ever say about yourself. Amen. Amen. Well, what we're going to do, gentlemen, I got a few more questions to ask. But we're going to take a coffee break or a water break. But before we do that, please give the family one more time all of the social media handles, how they can get your book, how they can book you for an engagement, and all that jazz. You have the floor. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, you can visit us on our website at uh, integritydoesmatter.com, uh, and you can peruse our website. Uh, and You'll see on our website what our book is available for purchase, and you'll also see we have Integrity Does Matter merchandise also uh, that's available for purchase as well that you can share and spread the message of integrity. And also uh, on our Facebook page, uh, you can go there where you'll see what we post uh, encouraging messages of integrity, inspirational messages uh, of integrity also as well. And we have our Integrity Does Matter Instagram uh, page, and you can also go to Twitter. We have a Twitter account. It's Integrity Life 7 and we also have our YouTube channel, Integrity Does Matter. They can go there and they can subscribe to our YouTube channel where we uh, post regular posts of uh, integrity on our YouTube channel. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have the author and founder of Integrity Does Matter with his partner, James Dixon, in the building. And we've been chopping it up, talking about Integrity Does Matter and me geeking out, acting like a fan for a minute and all that stuff. But it's all good because me and uh, Elder Nash have history, and it's just great to just be transparent for a moment. And, and be able to be human for once. Yes, we understand we have to take care of business, but it's okay to be human, especially on this platform. Anyway, you're listening to the Thomas Voice Presents with my special guest, author and founder, Henry A. Nash. And when we come back, we're going to have some fun, have some fun questions at the same time, and then we're going to close this thing out right. We'll be right back after this. Don't you dare move a muscle. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go. What? 
You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Presents right now on TPV Radio. We are back still talking with Atmosphere. Psalmist Voice Presents with author and founder Henry A. Nash and James Dixon in the building. And we've been shopping it up, talking about this, this latest project that integrity does matter. And we've been talking about this and we got one more serious question on the floor, and then we're going to have some fun, gentlemen. So, okay. So, Elder Nash, with the with integrity does matter, and seeing the shift and the change and what your ministry is doing since 2017 to today, is there anything else on the horizon? We have another book on the horizon uh, with with integrity does matter. Do we have a chapter two? Do we have another installment on in the horizon? You have the floor. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, last year, we had the privilege to speak with a representative from the uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network, and uh, we oh. shared with them about how we had uh, we have already been out, you know, promoting a book on the, on the subject of integrity. They asked us, uh, would we be so inclined as to send us, you know, like a few chapters of the transcript and make let them, you know, read it and, you know, because they said it sounded like something they would get they would get behind and support. So we sent it to them, and, uh, you know, long story short, we uh, received word back from them that this was something that they would definitely get behind and they would get definitely support. So what uh, we believe that by the leading of God is God is going to have us to, to do a re-release of Integrity Does Matter, but it's going to be a revised edition. And in the revised edition, we're going to uh, talk about we're going to go in depth on more about the importance of integrity, and we're going to talk about our experiences uh, on the road in regards to promoting the book and sharing the message uh, of integrity with all the people, you know, as we have been out uh, going. So uh, that's only arising to uh, do another re-release of it, but it's going to be a, a revised edition of Integrity Matter. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I'm no uh, – playwright or no uh, uh, script writer by no means. I'm no Tyler Perry, but uh, uh-huh. I, I believe this is this could be a movie in the making. Just think. I mean, the, the context of the book and being able to put um, uh, an individual in the place and, and utilizing the book uh, in the storyline, that is definitely an idea uh, that could be told never wants to take the lead and jump on it because, I mean, you got uh, Trinity Broadcast Network, and they're big on making movies, uh, especially movies that are going to uplift, inspire, and change people, and they've been doing a phenomenal job with that. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, we can make a few phone calls or someone will hear the show out there and uh, definitely uh, get back with you on that. But that's definitely an idea you might want to, ch- you know, jot down because I do see a movie with this book. Just saying. That's just me. So, 
Go ahead. Hey, Chris, can I respond to that? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, Henry, he's not going to say too much along those lines. <laughs> the man is really extremely humble. Just like yeah. you know him, he's really great. The book says, but I'll respond to that like this. You know, we, we've been talking about doing something for the teens, for this generation, and for the yeah. kids to where they be able to, um, you know, identify with integrity. You know, if you look at it like this, just think about what integrity can do in the schools with the kids when they have to deal with bullying, when they have mm-hmm. to deal with, you know, there's a lot of teen crime. And we didn't know, you know, statistics are so high because, you know, people, kids in particular, are just not happy in their skin. You know, they, they wear a certain brand, they look a certain way, or they don't fit in. You know how it is when you're young. Your most important yeah. thing is what fit in. You want to be a part of your peer, per se. You want everybody mm-hmm. to think highly of you. Want everybody, you want to be accepted. But a lot of times, you know, we found that they just don't know how to deal with it. So on that note that you're saying, we believe in God that he's going to show us and, you know, bless us with the people that will be able to help and guide us to where we can be able to do something where we can bring it and put before their eyes on a screen. You know, we even talk about, you know, having a, a little a little children's book, you know, where they can be able to read, where the kids can relate to it. And I'm going to stop there because I get to rent. But, you know, we're really <laughs> and excited about that because just think right now. Just think, and I'm kind of getting off of that, but just think, Chris. Just think right now, if this book were in the hands of the right people that are governing our country. Just mm-hmm. think about if our law enforcement got this book. Think about if our politicians got this book. And not mm-hmm. the book, per se, but the concept. And I know Henry will probably say this, but I'm going to say this. Because integrity is not just a standard. Exactly. Integrity is Yes, sir. Because you're absolutely right. Uh, that that's something in generations uh, past and even till now. Uh, integrity has been something that has been diluted, especially in the new generation. Uh, there's there they they think integrity's corny, or they think integrity's oh you trying to be a goody two shoes, or you one of them Jeep kids, and all this all this stuff that these kids have to endure now. That we, 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 I can't even imagine. We had bullying back in our day, but not at this extent. It's to the point where kids are taking their lives. That, that's yeah. amazing. And just to have integrity and to stand by your God and to know what he's done for you and things like that, they're being persecuted and, and, and scorned and beat up. And, you know, all these things that we didn't have to go through growing up. And everything else is, is, is an open book. Google is just worldwide now to the point where they can Google everything and they think they got it. But there's no experience like life experience. And, and I miss uh, Grandmama and them. I miss uh, uh, Uncle Uncle Tukey. And I miss the switches and, and, and getting my hind parts tore up. 
for keeping my integrity. See, these are the things that are missing in this generation. And that's why kids don't know what integrity is because, oh, that, that's corny. That ain't cool. I'm not going to sit here and be uh, have integrity for what? And But you see, like they eliminated prayer out of school. They've eliminated all these things that kept our nation secure. Now with the elimination of all the things that are in God we trust, it's not that anymore. Then you see all these components, integrity, all this. That's one of the major components in our law enforcement. Oops. Our government. Oops. Schools. Oops. Teachers. Preachers. It, 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 it's, an, it's a virus. And it's affecting, it's affecting us so much that when you have a book that goes against the grain, because that's exactly what it is. You're you're giving people that what they they should have gotten twenty years ago. Well, you should have got your hind parts uh, tore up twenty years ago. Well, I was in the middle generation where okay, I'm smarter than you. Uh, I can do this better than you, but you're gonna sit here and tell me how to be a man and how to. Uh, keep my integrity, and I figured that out on my own because I ain't had no daddy, so I had to raise myself. I knew how to make my own money, whether it was legal or illegal. I, these are the things that I had to do myself. So how can you tell me that this integrity does matter? So saying all that to say this, in the hindsight of our youth, where the direction that we're going, even in our nation and with our children, with integrity does matter. What's a key component you can share with the young people that are listening today uh, about integrity? That integrity doesn't have to be corny. Integrity doesn't have to be something you hang up on the shelf. Or integrity isn't something that you uh, take on, take off, and put on uh, to show face. So, Henry, I'll, I'll let you answer that question because you are the, uh, the the visionary behind. Integrity does matter, and if uh, uh, Mr. Dixon like to uh, intervene and interject, he can as well. So you have the floor. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, one of the things is uh, when it comes to integrity. Uh, one must understand that integrity first is intentional. You have to be intentional about living this. What you say is about what how what how you live, because that's what people are looking at. You know, as a father mm-hmm. of three children and and, and uh-huh. grandfather. I remind myself constantly that I am the one that is the model that my my generation, my my lineage, uh, looks at, and I'm the one that sets the example uh, for them as in relates to how uh, they are supposed to live. And you know, and mm-hmm. with me modeling by example before them, I think that speaks more volume than words could ever say. You know, and in this generation that we live in, like you said, and you alluded to earlier that. Uh, our youth are under a lot of pressure, under a lot of pressure of a lot of we didn't have to face uh, when we were growing up. And uh, there's something I always share uh, with my children. I have uh, two sons and I have a daughter. My uh, oldest son is 38, and I have another son that's 32, and my daughter is 24. I tell my children all the time, that, number one, I, it does not matter what people say to you or even what they say about you. It's what you choose to answer to. Because you don't have to wow. answer to everything you said. It's about you. 
And I also tell them this, and they echo it back to me quite a bit when I get in conversation with them, you know, some of the things that I've said to them when I thought they were not listening, but they were. And I tell them, I said, there's some times that you're going to have to have the courage to be able to stand alone, and you're going to have to be okay with that, you know. Mm -hmm. And these are the things I would encourage uh, the youth of today, you know, that just because the crowd is going somewhere does not necessarily mean they know where they're going. It takes courage to be able to live a life uh, of integrity. It takes courage to be able to stand alone and to be misunderstood by many, but at the same time know that you're doing what is right uh, in the sight of God. You know, and we got to be mindful of the company that we keep, you know, because the company that we keep do have some degree or sphere of influence uh, over us, and that's something we uh, we got to remind our youth that, you know, you can be around someone, but at the same time not allow them to influence you. And I always like to use the analogy when it comes to influence. I like to use the analogy of the thermostat versus the thermometer attitude, that there's a mm-hmm. difference between the a thermostat, uh, the functionality of a thermostat, it has the capabilities to change the environment that's around it, that surrounds it. But a thermometer is affected by the environment that it is in. So we must ask ourselves, are we going to be affected by the environment that we're in, or are we going to bring forth change in the environment that we find ourselves in? And that's what integrity does. When you walk and you live under the auspices of integrity, you have a degree or a sphere of influence to change uh, the environment and even the lives of people that are around you because of how you live your life. Wow. And and that is impactful. And, of course, uh, a fun question here, because I've noticed that you are making Forrest Gump look bad, sir. You're over here <laughs> running all over the nation. I mean, every time I turn around, man, you are running some, doing some type of half marathon, 5K, Ironman, whatever it is. You are running, doing a lot of different things, just keeping yourself in shape and, and keeping yourself healthy and things like that. And that's a very good thing because that, that you know, unfortunately, if I wasn't so titanium down, I'll be out there with you, man. No, I, I'm serious because I love running, you know, and I, I can't do that anymore, unfortunately, but it, it's okay. It's all good. So, you know, how is that impactful to to you as well? Because I know health is very important to you. Keeping your body right and things like that is important to you. Is that part of the integrity does matter or that's just what Henry likes to do? Yes, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a part of integrity does matter. It's incorporated in it. Because one of the things I purpose to try to do is I try to I try to uh, maintain some degree of balance, divine balance, uh, in all that I do. And I'm talking about balance. Uh, I, I allude to it in the book. Uh, I don't talk. I'm not talking about being able to juggle a multiplicity of different type of activities because many people 
uh, lives are so out of control, they feel like that they don't have time to do certain things. And because of that, they live an unbalanced or out of control life. And when I'm talking about balance, and that's what running does for me, you know, it teaches me how to live a balanced life. When I'm talking about balance, I'm talking about, number one, mental steadiness, and number two, I'm talking about emotional stability. And which in those two things, they teach me how to have calm behavior and sound judgment. And as I run, because I love running, I've taken a, a natural approach and a love for it, uh, it, teaches, it has taught me two things. It has taught me patience, and it has taught me perseverance. You know, those two things are really key to help keep me going, you know, and help keep me committed uh, in all that I do. So, you know, as God continues to bless me uh, to live in my latter years, I want to live those years uh, in the joy of the Lord and to live those years and embrace every new day that God gives me as a gift uh, from God because it is. Uh, the psalmist uh, wrote in Psalms chapter 90, verse 12, uh, Theologians believe that Moses wrote this psalm, and this is what he said. He asked God, he said, teach us to number our days that we may plow our hearts unto it. So I never want to take any day that God gives me for granted, but I want to operate under the auspices of wisdom and integrity and, and, and do everything that pleases in the sight of God. Amen. Amen. And I, I definitely want to applaud you as well um, for your youngest baby graduating college yeah. that is huge you know and because yeah. i ran i ran into her a couple of months ago uh at hcb i didn't even know who she was at first because last time i seen uh seen her we were at the old ministry and she yes, was sir. still little so i'm yes, like sir. wait a minute you look familiar i don't mean to be rude and i'm not trying to be you know you know out of order, but you look very familiar. Say, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Elder Nash's daughter. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wait a minute, you grown? You know, so it's like, you know, you're like, man, I'm, I'm old. You know, so, so I, I'm I'm extremely I'm extremely proud of the fact that you know she graduated uh, because she comes out of that generation. And the way yes, she sir. speaks, I say, yeah, you are definitely your uh, your father's daughter because she speaks just like you. And you know, she you know shares some things about her struggles in college and things like that, and and trying to hold her integrity, hold her own. And I was very proud of that. I was like, see, I said, see, da- daddy. Da- sometimes I don't want to listen to daddy, but when it counts. You listen, and she's like, "Yeah, you're right, Mr. Chris. You're right." I said, "Yeah, you know." And look, look at her now, man. She's a graduate of college. That's huge. So, and and being a young black woman in today, especially in her generation, that's definitely huge. So, I gotta give big up to you and your wife on on that uh, accomplishment. Because that's truly a blessing to see all your kids grow now, and it's like, wow. And I'm over here. I started all over again. Go figure. So I got a long time. <laughs> CJ's in college, thank God. But uh, I started all over again. So I hit the reset button big time. But it's all good, man. I just wanted to say that to you as well. Uh, blessings to you and your wife as well for her graduating college because that is huge as well. So, yes. So, with. So I know with the book, right, 
and, and and this is another fun one. When you when you're writing a book and you're doing something so major and you have kids and you're you're pressing the integrity does matter and they're in environments where the integrity can be tested on a daily basis. What was one of those major keys that you were able to give your children uh, through their own processes in life, through your book? That's, that's, a, great, that's a great question. Uh, my beloved and I, we have uh, many uh, private and intimate conversations about, you know, the upbringing of our children. And, and as, you know, as parents, we all know that, you know, we're not perfect. Sometimes parents can be like rolling, rolling the dice and, you know, hope, and hope for the best, you know, that, that it all works out. And uh, one of the things I always echo uh, to my awesome wife, and I tell her this, is that, you know, uh, you know Solomon wrote in the Proverbs, in 20, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, that we should train up a child in the way that they should go. And then they, yeah. when they get old, they will not depart from it. You know, one of the things I tell my wife, my, I tell her is that, you know, growing up, I said, there, there's, there's, there's a journey where they're going to have to navigate their way through life because that's just a part of life. I said, you and I have been there, and we have that understanding. I said, you know, but one of the things I told her I said, as a parent, I said, I had to come to this understanding. And I said, you know, and God has to you know, deal with you on that. This is something we was talking about, is that we have to come to the point in the place in our lives as parents that we got to learn how to trust what we put in our children. We got to learn to trust in our children. If we know that what we put in our children is good, then that is what's able to keep them when they find themselves going uh, through challenging times and challenging seasons in life because they'll there is because truthfully if what we put in them is good, they will take the time to pause and they'll reflect on what they have been taught and they can and they'll have something to draw from even when we're not there. And that's where I'm so thankful, I'm so grateful when it comes to my children, my sons uh, and my daughters, you know, and I tell my wife I I stand on that. I trust what's been put in our children. Even through the mistakes and the shortcomings that they make, I trust what's been put in them. Because I expect them to still, you know, to slip and to trip and to fall and all that other stuff. But if they tap into what you and I have poured into them, I said they're gonna and, and they trust God. I said they're gonna be okay. So you know, so she came to that point and an understanding also because I've heard her echo that to me. Henry, I know what we put in our children. I just I'm just learning to trust that. So that's what I would share with many parents when it comes to. Uh, raising up their children and trying to train them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord as the scripture tells us. Trust what you put in them because that's what's able to keep them when they find themselves uh, going through challenging times in life. Amen. Amen. And then you're absolutely right uh, because when it comes to children, you, you know, you have to trust what's in them. And like I said, I, I, I praise God for my mom. She did the best mm-hmm. that she could also instilled in me the values that what would God say about that? Now, regardless of what road I went down, regardless of what decisions I made, I always came back to the source. And that's because yes, what my mom inside of me. I knew the source was Jesus Christ. Regardless if I wanted to go rogue or not, or just stay in the world and y'all can't tell me nothing, da, 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 da. I always was drawn back to the church. 
because yes, of the sir. fact that that's what was embedded in me since I was a child. And mm-hmm. what I learned is that the the church is just the building that you go to. But right. the change doesn't happen until you develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a difference. And we're taught the the religion of it. That's in our muscle memory. That's in our DNA. We automatically go to something that's in our memory. We do it. That, that's easy. But what I learned, the change didn't happen for me until I developed the relationship part of my relationship with Christ. Yeah, I knew who Jesus was. I knew how powerful my Lord was, but I didn't I couldn't experience the intimacy of my Lord. And when we get to that point, this is when things like this, this book, your ministry, your writing, the, your children excelling, grandkids coming, all these things that happen in life, the fruit of the labor comes forth by just having a relationship with God. And I'm telling you, when I applied the relationship with Christ first, every relationship, it Uh changed the whole dynamic of everything. My marriage, my integrity, my relationship with my children, all of it, it changed because I put Christ first. Oh, that's so easy to say. And and how can I have a relationship with something I can't see? See, I had that same thought too. But yeah. it took something drastic in my life. And it's and, and I, I'm very adamant about not letting the family have that experience because sometimes you don't wake up from it. Sometimes uh-huh. you're not scared. You don't get a second shot to get it right. When you're gone, you're gone. That's it. I just thank God for what he's done, that he's brought this full circle. He's brought your ministry full circle. And now, in 2020, you serve uh, in Carpers Cove as well, uh, under a dynamic man of God, uh, Bishop Gatewood. And, uh, And I see you over there doing your thing over there, too. And, you know, getting the crowd hyped up and praising God like you do. And just give the family a little backdrop on what God's doing for you now in Carpus Cove with the new ministry that you're with and where that's going to take you here in this season. Right. Yeah. Um, when we were in our season of transition, uh, you know, one of the things I, I shared with my beloved is that, you know, I don't know where I'm going, but I do know who I'm following. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, where where God was leading us to, I wanted to make sure that I would still be able to be found faithful to serve uh, in another man's vineyard for the Lord, you know. And when the Lord mm-hmm. led us uh, to Bethesda uh, Fellowship Ministries at that time, you know, and, and uh, we uh, came and they were celebrating their 17-year pastor wife appreciation and and they welcomed us with so uh, with such open arms, and they were so loving and so uh, great to us, you know. And God led us there, and this was the place that He wanted us uh, to be. And uh, and in my almost five year tenure there, uh, under uh, His under the direction of uh, Bishop uh, Gatewood and First Lady Gatewood, I've been privileged to also uh, become a graduate of uh, Bethesda Theological Institute and Seminary, where I received my uh, d- uh, diploma. For pastoral education 
and um, mm-hmm. and, I, and and I have grown and I have learned so much about the history of the Word of God because I've always been intrigued that when I read the Word of God and you know and you can probably attest to this I'm sure that when you read stories uh, in the Scripture you know there's a story behind the story uh, that All you're right. reading and you know and I've always wanted to know a lot about the history uh, of the Word of God and you know and during my over three years of attending seminary there uh, I've learned so much about the history of the Word of God, which has really helped me grow even more uh, and have a great appreciation as I read the Word of God and study the Word of God and, and make it applicable to every area in my life. So so I'm one of seven of the uh, governing uh, elders uh, there at Bethesda where, you know, I've been allowed the privilege and the honor to teach and to facilitate, you know, and to minister the Word of God as my man. God allows me to, and, and it's been nothing short of amazing, so I'm so thankful and grateful to be a part of the uh, membership in the family of Bethesda Fellowship Ministry. Amen. Because yeah, I was introduced to one of those uh, individuals uh, yesterday, uh, and, uh, well, met him before then, thanks to you, of course, um, uh, Pastor Byron Sago and his beautiful uh, wife, uh, Latanya Sago, um, they, you know, that, that they were awesome. And, yeah. you know, and I, yeah, you're, you're definitely, you were in good hands because I, I, I know, I know, uh, uh, Bishop Gatewood and, you know, I know the type of heart he has. And at the time I attended, I was not ready and, you know, I wanted it, but I wasn't ready for it. So, yeah. you know, that, that's why I know, you know, I know that you are in good hands, especially with Bishop Whitwood, because they've been doing this a very long time. And yes, one thing you know about Bishop Gatewood, he reminds me a lot of the characteristics you have. He is very detailed and very particular when it comes to yes. the word. You will yes, be sir. able to understand the most complicated, complex of the word of God by just sure. listening to that man break it down. So sure. you don't need to have a college education. You don't even need to have a high school education for Dr. Gatewood to break down word and you can be effective in not un- not only understanding the word, but being able to articulate the word in such a way where you can still have your own stamp but you're able to bring more clarity and and conciseness to what's being preached. So I definitely got to give a big up to uh, to Dr. Gatewood uh, out there in Bethesda uh, as well because they've been doing a phenomenal job. They're in they're over 20 years in ministry now. Wow, that's uh, 30, phenomenal. Yeah, 30. 30, been in 30? Been over 20 though we just celebrated our 23rd church anniversary so but he's been in ministry over 30 over 30 years yes sir oh wow Woo. good night do you have, I, I just wanted to throw that in there because you know we got to okay. give honor where due and the man of god definitely yeah. uh, gets gets that uh Five minutes of fame, so to speak. Anyway, anyway, let me stop putting that. Anyway, uh, do you have any shout outs you like to give, Henry and and, and uh, Mr. Dixon? Do you have any shout outs you like to give to anybody out there on today? 
Uh, I'll go ahead first. Uh, yes, I would like to first of all give a thanks to my, my great God and my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, for allowing me uh, the privilege and the opportunity to be here uh, on your show today. And we don't take it lightly, nor do we take it for granted. And we thank you for the platform that God has given uh, you for to be able to for allow us to come on and share the message of integrity. And uh, you know, we'll give a shout-out to uh, my team once again, uh, these great, great, phenomenal people, Eric and Yolanda Jackson and their daughter, Celeste Jackson, Jackson uh, Reginald and Sherelle Farrow, uh, and my niece, uh, Rebecca, and also my awesome and amazing wife, uh, Sister uh, Grace. Uh, we thank God for her. And uh, my granddaughter, also my granddaughter, she's one of our youth uh, members, uh, in Integrity Does Matter, that she travels with us. She's only uh, nine years old, so I'm trying to put the seed of integrity uh, in her also as well, so we're grateful for her being a part of our team also as well. And also a great shout-out to uh, my pastors, my bishop, Dr. R.A. Gatewood, and my first lady, Kim Gatewood, and, and then my family at Bethesda Fellowship Ministry. Thank you all so very much for the love and the support that you have uh, demonstrated to uh, me in regards to integrity. I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Dixon. Yes, sir. Hey, Chris. Yes, sir. I would like to give a, I would like to give a shout out to you and your platform, man. <laughs> You're doing an awesome job, brother. You know, I kind of sit back and I listen in your voice and I hear what you, you keep saying, you know, where you came from, what you've been through. But I just yes, want to enlighten you and let you know now that you Take the whole of integrity. Integrity will, will take you places that you never thought of, even beyond your own scope for your own future. You know, that's what integrity does. The Bible tells mm-hmm. us that, you know, uh, it'll take us before great people, you know, and that's what integrity does. So I commend you. That's You're my shout-out today. I had no idea that you were going to give us this kind of time. That says a lot about you, man. That says a lot about you know, what you believe in and what you stand for. You know, many of people, they're afraid of integrity because they're afraid to be exposed. They're afraid to be transparent. But that's mm-hmm. what integrity does. It doesn't just expose you, but it also protects you. Mm-hmm. Then it, it enlightens you. Then it causes you to grow, to be mature, to where now you're no longer a liability, but you're an asset, and that's what I wanted to get to. So, my shout out goes to you, man. Thank you so Amen. much. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, I I appreciate that, and I definitely give God all the glory for it because He's the mastermind, He is the uh, puppeteer, and He is the potter that uh, that uh, definitely puts me in line and puts me in check. And you know, yes, experience is key. And transparency is major. Integrity is definitely major. And, you know, just just a quick backdrop on, you know, ministry and where it began. It came out of pain. It came out of pressure. It came out of being told that you're not qualified enough. This whole ministry was broke out of that. Once God exposed it and... I was able to be transparent enough to say, hey, you know what? Yes, I've been through this. Yes, I've gone down that road. Yes, I was broken literally and put back together literally. Yes, I have almost 50% of titanium in my body. Yes, 
but I take it as a blessing because I should not be here, period. So for me to give thanks and to come full circle to men that I've had contact with 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and now present day, and just seeing what God has done, I have to give God all the credit because I wasn't smart enough to do it, I wasn't wise enough to do it, and I definitely was too big-headed to do it. So God had to slap me down and put some sense into me and say, listen, I gave you a voice. I gave you a word, and I need you to preach it. Do not listen to what John, Susie, Bishop, Pastor, all these people that you've been under, don't listen to what man says. You listen to what I say, and I will raise up men and women of God that will qualify you and co-sign for you the anointing and gift that was already birthed inside of you, but you wanted to keep it dormant because you didn't feel qualified enough. But in my spirit, I qualify you. In my word, I qualify you. You don't need a man to qualify you. The spirit of God qualifies you, and he brings the man and woman of God to verify it. It's a difference. We're, we're, and that's what I had to get over, folk. And that was the biggest drawback. And when I was laying in that bed, gentlemen, and I had nothing but me and God, no church folk, no pastors, no nothing. It was me and God. And I had to really look at it and say, you know what? Okay, Jesus, you spared me. I don't know why, but you spared me. Well, how could you say that? I put you in positions you weren't even qualified for, Chris. I put you in, I opened up doors for you that you weren't even qualified to go through. I opened up opportunities for you to see exactly what I have for you. Now it's up to you to make the decision right now in this hospital bed to do it, whether people like what you have to say, as long as I verify that through the word of God what's coming out of your mouthpiece, you continue to speak the word of God in the way I want you to speak it. You don't preach like Henry. You don't preach like James. You don't preach like uh, Bishop Gatewood. You preach like I want you to preach because you have a directive. You have a word just like your ministry, Henry. Integrity doesn't matter. You have a platform and a ministry for individual souls. That's what God called you to do. Is nothing that uh, a bishop can, can, can say about that. There's nothing James can say about that, or either I can't say anything about it. God assigned certain folk for you in this season. And when we listen and we allow God to lead our ears, he will bring the people to you. And I've seen that. He will bring you the team that you need. He will bring you the people that you didn't think. I would never have thought I would even talk to you again, man. I'm going to be honest. I say, oh, he's a, he a best-selling author now. He got a team. He's doing it big in Bethesda. There's no way he's going to even come on my platform, you know. And look what God has done. So every time I doubt him, he always opens up doors. And for me to be reintroduced to you again in this season and, me, and to you, Austin James, it is not by chance 
not by circumstance that we've been reunited again. There's a reason for it. But anyway, I'm going to stop preaching because it ain't about me. Anyway, <laughs> could, you give, could you give the family again all of your social media handles, how they can reach you, how they can book you, all that jazz, and so they can get this powerful book, Integrity Does Matter. You have the floor. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, if you want to purchase a copy of the book, Integrity Does Matter, you can visit our website, integritydoesmatter.com. Uh, click our shop button, and you will find our books available for purchase uh, on our website. You can also visit our Facebook page. You can go to our Facebook page, and you click the Shop Now button, and you can purchase it there uh, also as well. And also, um, if you uh, if you would like for us to come and speak to uh, at, your, at your various ministries, church organizations, or whatever about the uh, subject of integrity, we will be glad to come. Uh, we have a toll-free number. Our toll-free number is one eight seven seven eight three one six one nine seven. We can be reached uh, at that number, or you can write us at Post Office Box uh, two six five five, Hawker Heights, Texas, and the zip code is seven six five four eight. And our, you can also uh, like us on our Facebook page. We're on Facebook, Integrity Does Matter. We're also on Instagram, uh, Integrity Does Matter. And we're also on Twitter, Integrity Life Zero Seven. You can also uh, visit us on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, Integrity Does Matter. We thank you all so very much for taking the time to tune in on this segment on today. It's been a privilege and it's been a pleasure uh, to be able to reconnect with our brother Chris. So thank you folks so very much. For this opportunity. Amen. Amen. Well, I have one more fun one, and we're going to get that off. So, what advice can you give someone uh, if they feel like they failed? And what's the most common reason why people do fail at integrity or just plain give up? Henry, you have the floor, then James can top it off, and then we are out of here for tonight. You have the floor. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, one of the things I allude to, one of the points that I allude to in my book about integrity is living a life of integrity uh, does not mean that you must live a life of perfection. It does not mean that you have to live a life that's flawless because none of us are perfect and we all uh, are with some degree of fault. But one of the things about integrity is integrity is able to preserve and keep us. And even when we make mistakes, and we and we will, uh, integrity reminds us that you know that what God has for us and who we are is greater than the mistake that we make because we are not our mistakes. So when we allow integrity to to lead us and to guide us, you know, and to be the auspices of our everyday living. Uh, we become better, we become stronger, we become wiser, uh, we become more humble, and we become all, most importantly, all that God has called us uh, to be because it's a, it's an inside job. Integrity is an inside job, and, and God does that uh, when, he, uh, when he does a great work you know, with us and through us. Turn it over to Mr. James. Thank you, sir. Uh, Chris, i like to Read an excerpt from the book, if you will, and uh, it's coming from what we said our favorite chapter was, which is chapter five, wrong parts in our behavior in response to that question. And this is on page 115 in the book, Integrity Does Matter. And this is what it says. 
the journey will challenge you. This journey will challenge you on a daily basis to examine yourself, to see if you be in of the faith. It will challenge you to search deep within yourself, to examine your motives and intent, to see if you really are living in life of integrity. You will be challenged to see if you will dare to cross the proverbial line in the sand just to see if you are true to who you say you are. You will miss it and you will mess up along the way. Surely you will. But will you allow your mistakes and failures to serve as a catalyst in which you will not allow the spirit of lethargy to cause you to give up and quit? No one has ever become a person of integrity by giving up or giving in at the first sign of adversity. In the word integrity are these four letters, grit. To have grit will require you to summon the tenacity and fortitude to keep on going, even when you see the odds are stacked heavily against you. This is the part I want to get to. This is when you allow your integrity to show up and rise to the occasion. It will allow others to see that your strength and power to endure is not in yourself, but in the one who trust. Never, never allow the authority to have the final say because the integrity in you far outweighs what you are doing for Amen. Wow. That was powerful. Well, I don't think anything needs to be said after that. That that was the icing on the cake right there, family. So <laughs> y'all need to get the book. Integrity Does Matter by author Henry A. Nash. Pick up the book. I'm telling you, you will be blessed. I'm not just saying it because I, I you know, y'all know me out here. I don't just endorse stuff. I got to understand what I'm reading. And this read right here is not just another informational guide for you to put with the collection with the rest of us. You can take this book and you can utilize it in every stage of your walk with Christ. Every stage. You can even utilize it to help with your kids. You can utilize it to get over that that that, that stingy boss. You can get, you can use it even in ministry. I'm just saying. So this book is very versatile. It's not just something you can read, you gain knowledge, and that's it. You can take it with you, and you can actually apply it to life lessons. You can actually teach it to other people. You can engage it to other people. And it even has a workbook, y'all. Come on. Just saying. So there's no reason why you can't even take the workbook with you and utilize that. Just saying. But anyway, again, I want to I thank you, Dr. Uh, Henry A. Nash, James Dixon. Thank you so very much, gentlemen, for being on the show. And family, you can listen to the rebroadcast of this show in the next 10 minutes. Just go to all the social media handles for TPV Radio. Of course, we're on Facebook at TPV Radio. Just type it in. You can also go to my personal page, Christopher TPV Newton. You can go to that page. You can also go to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com, or... You can download 
the Summer Voice Radio Network 24-7 on all your mobile devices. All you have to do is bypass the subscription. Hit the X button on the top left-hand corner when you see it pop up on your screen. You don't have to subscribe to it to get it. It's a free app. Once you bypass it, type in the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Yes, it's a lot to write, but trust me, you will be blessed by all the programming that we have, great music from people you've never heard of, and also labeled artists. We also have great work from God from people you've never heard of. So the list goes on and on. We praise God for you, Radio Family. We praise God for our special guest on tonight, uh, founder and author Henry A. Nash, and also Mr. James Dixon. Mr. Dixon, you also have a business as well. Can you give the family a little bit of backdrop on that before we get out of here? Man, who told you about that? What did me about that, brother? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Um, We've been blessed to do credit repair in the area. The local area throughout the United States and even in other countries, to where we've been able to help people uh, get their credit, to where they can understand credit and also finances. Uh, I've just been blessed to be a, um, a certified uh, uh, financial um, consultant through one of the companies that I went through uh, out of Florida to learn about finances and debt. And so that's one of the things that we allowed to do. Uh, help people get to where they can qualify for a home or if they just want to, you know, get a low interest rate on their automobile or where they can even get, you know, something as simple as acquiring an apartment to live in. And so mm-hmm. we've been, you know, able to do a phenomenal job, help people with bankruptcy, foreclosures, repossessions, tax liens, student loans, man, even child support. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, God is able to be uh, progressive in that arena also. So uh, I, I thank you for the question. No, no problem, man. You know, it's all love, man. We all we all have something that we do, and we have the ability to ask. You have not if you ask not. So I knew that's something that you did, and that could definitely help somebody out there that's probably maybe looking to get their uh, credit back online and get their finances back in order. So I appreciate you uh, giving the information out to the radio family. Well, family. That's just about it. We are out of time. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. But don't fret. We have another exciting episode of the Simon's Voice Presents coming up next month. Uh, We will have uh, Apostle uh, Althea Martin. She will be on the show as well. And we got a whole bunch of people coming on, man. So stick around with our programming. This week, we have on Saturday, with Pastor Gene Homer. You don't want to miss the brother and sister duo on Saturday at 4 p.m. And you can also catch uh, the premiere of Cell Life with Michael Cavallis. He will premiere here on the Summit Voice Radio Network. And, of course, yours truly, the Psalmist Voice at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time with the Psalmist Voice Reloaded. So you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you when you see Henry Nash running or you see James Dixon taking care of your credit, 
walk with us, family. Let's go. Keep the book. Integrity does matter. I love you, family. Be blessed. We'll see you next time. The Psalmist Voice presents Let's Go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. TPV Radio, Central Texas. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.